0: Julie, good the good news on CJOB with We're Richard Kluger and Julie the Buckingham. The nurses union will join us on the state of our hospitals, and certainly, Julie, a lot of nurses are doing double shifts right now, and uh, we'll get uh, an insights into what's going on in our hospitals as we hit that record number of hospitalizations as a result of COVID nineteen. The United States and NATO rejecting key Russian security demands for easing tensions over Ukraine, but left open today the possibility of future talks with Moscow on arms control, missile deployments, and ways to prevent military incidents between Russia and the West. A few of us got together and decided to launch. Hermatsky Radio to give citizens an honest source of news and analysis.
1: Our only bias is defending the idea of stable democracy, presenting all available points of view. We got our project off the ground by working as volunteers and using studio space and office space that our friends donated to us. From Hermatsky
0: Radio, uh, she is author of the book Ukraine Calling, a Kaleidoscope of uh, her podcasts with us live on 680 CJOB is Marta Tuchok. She is a professor in the Departments of History and Political Science at Western University in London, Ontario. Professor, good afternoon, and thank you so very much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. You've done some really great work, uh, I believe, in promoting and explaining the modern Ukraine. Talk about that and also talk about it given the backdrop of what Russia has been doing?
1: Well, that's an excellent way to start. Uh, You were talking about the fact that Russia and NATO met today to talk about Ukraine. Who was missing from that conversation was Ukraine. And this is something that sadly continues to happen, that Ukraine has been an independent country for 30 years, and very often it is still excluded from conversations that affect its future. Uh, Ukraine keeps saying there can be no solution about Ukraine without Ukraine. Um, And Ukraine will be part of the talks tomorrow Um, if the Europeans are meeting the OSCE is going to be discussing this, um, what everybody is calling a crisis. Uh, But the situation is is very, very worrying for Ukrainians.
2: So Marta, I'm wondering... What can be done about this? Because regimes, if you will, or or bullies or whatever you want to call them, will continue these tactics. But is it not on organizations like NATO, for example, to say, no, we're not going to discuss this without the likes of Ukraine at the table?
1: Well, again, excellent question. Um, this is... This isn't really a NATO question, even though that's how it's being framed. Putin is, is pushing this narrative that NATO is threatening Russia, which is is a false narrative. The, the situation here is Russia, under Putin's leadership, is trying to reestablish itself as a great global power and a regional hegemon, and is behaving in an imperial way by saying, we have the authority to dictate to our neighbourhood what, what they will do and not do. And NATO is just being put on the table to make it sound scary. Um, this is about Putin trying to reestablish Russia as a great power.
2: Okay, so Uh, what can the West do about it? Because he not only literally, but figuratively likes to flex his muscles.
1: Well, he has, as you know, already invaded Ukraine and annexed Crimea and is continuing uh, a war in the eastern part of the country. He has previously invaded Georgia and annexed part of their territory. Uh, So he certainly has been behaving in a way that is, as I said, sort of neo-imperial. In his neighborhood, he feels he can do whatever he wants militarily. But your question is, what can the West do? And that is a million-dollar question. So far, it's been a matter of discussion, of diplomatic efforts, of talk about sanctions. But in this type of a situation, there's not a whole lot that realistically can be done. None of the Western countries are prepared to militarily defend Ukraine. This is what the prime minister
0: professor told reporters earlier today. We are Mm -hmm. proud that Canada is leading a NATO mission in the Baltic states, in Latvia. Uh, We are part of Operation Unifier on the ground in Ukraine, training Ukraine soldiers. Uh, We will continue Uh, to be there, to stand as part of our NATO allies with our friends in the region. Professor de that doesn't sound like a whole lot.
1: Well, I I can't disagree with you there. On the other hand, um, none of the NATO countries have made any stronger statements. None of them are prepared to go and defend Ukraine. And if we want to take it even a step further, the, the Baltic states, Poland, they're the ones that are being the most vocal in this discussion because they are the ones that also used to be invaded by the Soviet Union. They're the ones on the front line. They are now members of NATO. But I have a feeling they're not convinced NATO will actually defend them either. So they are the ones that are making the strongest statements that we need to stand up to Putin and Russia And a a Polish member of European Parliament tweeted something, which I retweeted because I thought it was spot on. A few days ago, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov made a statement saying, well, NATO is a a geopolitical project and is trying to encroach on our territory, that ever since the the Warsaw Pact fell apart, all these East European countries have been orphaned, and we need to, to help them. And this Polish um, member of European Parliament, Sikorsky, tweeted saying, Russia, you are not our father. We are not orphans. You were a serial rapist. And if you try it again, we will kick you in the balls. And that's the kind of language that um, is coming out of the neighboring states. But other countries are being much more diplomatic in their statements. But the, the the reality is it's a very... Difficult situation because there are no easy solutions.
2: We've got about 30 seconds remaining. If you can impart um, what you think Canadians, uh, both of Ukrainian and non-Ukrainian descent, should learn about the conflict, what would that
1: be? Um, Well, follow the news and support uh, opposition towards violence because countries like Russia under Putin They will continue to act aggressively until somebody stands up and says, no, you cannot behave like this. So that's the important message that Putin needs to be receiving. And I hope the Canadian leaders and others continue to make that message very strong and clear to him.
2: Professor, always appreciate your time and thanks for joining us this afternoon.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
2: Professor Marta Ditchak is an assistant, assistant prof, or associate rather, at the Departments of History and Political Science at Western University in London, Ontario.
0: The News on CJOB with Richard Cluche and Julie Buckingham.